This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everybody and welcome to Off the Rock, I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. That's right, we're back. Actually, we were back last week, I'm happy to say. This is the most consistent, you know. It's been a while. It's been a while, but uh, welcome to the uh, comic book review show where we take comics from the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then we're going to give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Uh, we got a lot of books to get into, but... Moreover, we have a bunch of cool things to talk about. The first of which is uh, we have some super chats in the chat right now that I need to get to. But before that, I want to mention that there is a thing called the super chats, which you can use to participate in this show organically. We'll comment on your comments, respond to your questions, all that good stuff. Uh, and we, the reason why we focus on those specifically and not the main chat is simply because uh, th- that helps us keep this studio alive and keeps us employed. Uh, by the way, though, we will be not focusing entirely on the Super Chat today because the main chat is going to have a very special uh, surprise. Uh, although it's not a surprise if you follow any of us on social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, here, uh, which is, here it is. We are going to be giving away an ultra-rare comic book courtesy of Valiant Entertainment. Remember Valiant? When we used to work with Valiant, we'll be working with them again uh, to promote them a little bit. They've got a new book coming out from Fred Van Lente called Psylords. Uh-huh. Many people are anticipating this title because uh, I think the previous regime promised that they would work on it someday. Well, the day has finally come. Psylords, a super team set in the Valiant universe, is coming out mm-hmm. uh, in the near future. And you yourself can win a ultra-rare copy, which the lovely Tiffany will showcase for us today this is a metallic cover of Psylords uh you can't really see it because we don't have any black light but if you hold it up to a black light uh it, it, it illuminates not unlike uh you know that bioluminescence you see in the ocean sometimes it's kind or, of or like if you have a like if you were a black light poster like the 60s yeah or but whatever this, this not only is it metal but it also has this really cool uh, effect you can use. Uh, it also smells great, and I think this is only like one of two that exist in the world right now. I think they're going to make more, but for now, this is it, folks. Uh, so if you want to win it, you can in this episode specifically. Here's how to enter. Uh, first of all, if you enter into this contest, you need to be able to be contactable. That is to say, I need to be able to reach you, get your address, so I can mail this to you. Um, So if you use the hashtag in the main chat, you'll be randomly selected to win this book. Someone at the end of the show is going to get this copy. But only enter if I can actually reach out to you and actually get you this book. Because if I can't reach you, I'm going to go to the next one. Thankfully, because YouTube keeps it, I can actually go through it and find somebody else. But it's going to be randomly selected thanks to our mod. uh, And they're going to randomly select someone from this chat sometime during this episode who uses the hashtag SILORDSPOP. That's right, P-S-I-L-O-R-D-S-P-O-P. You can find it in the description below this video right now to get it uh, more specifically if you, you know, don't want to spell it or if you don't want to write it down. So use Silord's Pop at some point throughout the show in the chat, and you will be entered to win this book. It's just that simple. So we're going to randomly select somebody from the chat today to, to get this. Uh, so yeah, uh, be on the lookout. We're going to pick you today, and then we're going to contact you tomorrow <laughs> let you know you won and well you'll you'll already you'll, you'll hopefully you'll already been here and know that you won so uh with that being said simply use the hashtag silords pop and we will uh have our mod keep a lookout for that as we go through Can the I show dance this through later on too oh yeah sure yeah reminding people okay. this book is available comes in a fun case uh it's ziploc 
but you know, just to keep it. We'll kinda... show the case too. Yeah, why not? Why not? Look at that. Very nice. Very, very, very snazzy. Don't. <laughs> All right, fine. Now, and you may actually win some of Tiffany's hair. That That's might be more creepy. of an incentive That's for you creepy. to enter. No. Look at all the silos pop now. There'll be no hair. One strand of Tiffany's hair will Zero be in the bag. Zero hair will be in that bag. No, we're not opening that no can hair. of We're not going to do that. Don't. Zero don't, hair. Don't, don't do that. But uh, so with that in mind, the the you know the trap has been set. Also, we're going to give you an ultra rare review of a book that isn't even out yet, but we're going to be able able to talk about that Valiant's going to be putting out pretty soon. That's right. Bloodshot number one, getting a retooling, a new series, just plain old Bloodshot. Check it out. Uh, we'll talk about that later on in the show. Oh, also, that book, Psylords. That book is also coming out. We're going to talk about that as well. Okay. So, uh, let's jump into it. Uh, before we start with our regular reviews, Eric Grant's is more saga on back issues, please. If you're not familiar with the show, of course, uh, they have another show here where we take a comic and explain it to two people who don't normally read them. Tiffany covers the independent book from Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples, Saga. I do. Uh, but saga. as we've gone through the volumes, uh, the first one, strong showing. Second one, not so strong. Third one, death. So, it's kind of hard to cover that book when that's the flagship show for this channel. Uh, so, you know, it's why we don't really do it. It's been a few years, but maybe one day. Might come back. Yeah. Adam Asimoas is first. Uh, sorry you are not, but you, you know what? You're first in our hearts. Thank you very much. As if Syed helping us out twice. Adam Thank Groves. You. I agree with Eric. More saga would be nice. <laughs> hey, listen, I agree with both Adam and Eric. Gentlemen, I agree with you. Don't argue with me. I, I, I definitely agree. Just saying the numbers aren't there. Now let's say... Uh, the first three volumes blow up, and if everybody watches volume four, hey, that might justify it. It's hard to tell. It's hard to, it's hard to predict that, though. Um, Dacon, Daconaton says, sorry, not sorry, but next wave when? Hashtag Silas. <laughs> um, uh, next wave. Listen, if like those characters show up, hey, you know who's going to be showing up in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3? Elsa Bloodstone. Yes, who is arguably the best part of Next Wave. <laughs> that might be the carrot we need to get us on that track. Who knows? Well, you don't want to do the other book I read? Siege? No. That's no, a good no, one, though. No, Star no, no, Terror. No, no, no. The other one that yeah. was recent that nobody read. Oh, yeah. Recent. The, the, the Monster like, Unleashed. No. The, the main series. No. No. Keep going. I'll remember what it is. Well, I'm not going to because I don't remember. No, so, I said I'll remember. Oh, not great. You. We'll keep it up. So, <laughs> with that in mind, let's jump into the reviews. Shall, shall, shall us? Shall us? We shall. Why not? Us. All right. So, I read this book on a whim, okay. if you will. And then uh, you made me read it. I did. I was like, you should read this. It's that was cool. Pretty much how it went down. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you would dig this. You would dig this. I, I said that. You, would, you did say that. It's from uh, Donnie Cates and Trad Moore, and it's called. Silver Surfer Black. Ooh! What's up? Silver Surfer has kind of like an infinity hand. What's, what's all that about? Don't worry, they do actually tell you in the comic. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Though I'm not a big fan. Really? Of that idea. Oh. I like the idea of Silver Surfer being Silver Surfer. <laughs> okay. Why change him just to be just to be different? Well, just because his name is Silver Surfer. Well, it, and it's themed. Black. <laughs> he gets his black hand. Uh, Silver Surfer. Uh, the It's a five-issue miniseries. Mm -hmm. Which basically just takes us, we, we bring the Silver Surfer to a place he's never been, to have, have him go on an adventure he's never gone on before. And that's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't really ask for much more from Silver Surfer. Um, we get a big kind of like, here's who the Silver Surfer is and mm -hmm. what he's all been up to. We like, watch him, oh god. I was going to say, it's very much like, hey, are you barely aware of who the Silver Surfer is? <laughs> yeah, are you is? barely okay. aware? 
I got you. Yeah, I got you. Now, they actually take more painstaking effort to explain, like, what his premise had been long ago than to give you the context for, like, the adventure he went on to rescue a bunch of characters from a previous series. Yeah, that is where I was, like, I was struggling a little bit. Right, because it's like, oh, okay. I was like, hey, is that Beta Ray Bill and Cosmic Ghost Rider? Yeah, they were all lost in another thing, and then... Silver Surfer does his best to rescue them and bring them back into the comics. And then he himself gets lost in another place, time, dimension, whatever. At some, yeah. For some indistinguishable amount of time. Yes. Uh, But that's what's more important is what the Silver Surfer is up to. And so Surfer winds up being kind of like lost in the darkness. He finds a light. He introduces himself to a bunch of like guardians of this odd shaped temple the Guardians themselves attack him. He gets into a cool Tradmore-looking fight. I do love the fact that he, like, sees these, like, obvious, like, video Bad game guys. mini-bosses. Yes. And he's like, hey! Hello! And they're like, get him. And he's like, what? Yeah, who would have seen this coming? <laughs> yeah, these Temple Guardians, if you will. Yes. I mean, like, and, and the fight is kinetic and odd-looking, but also very cool, uh, you know. Well, his art, like, I, 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 I was unfamiliar Oh, yeah. With Tradmore's art prior to this, or unfamiliar in as much as my brain could recall at the moment that I was reading this, and I'm speaking about it right now. Um, sure. I find that it's very, like, graphic. Like, and I don't mean, like, graphic, like, violence. No. I mean, like, graphic in the design. Like, yes. Like, a lot of, like, really cool shapes, colors, and use of color, use of shape in general. And mm-hmm. I'm sure for some people, they're like, what the heck? You know what I mean? Like, what's going on here? This is, like, a little out of my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I kind of dug it. Yeah, it's interesting. It It was, this book is already like kind of starting at zero. Silver Surfer doesn't notoriously sell well. It's a mini series that doesn't even call itself Silver Surfer. It's Silver Surfer Black. Yep. Uh, We'd make a physical change to Silver Surfer. Him uh, combating the darkness from these Temple Guardians. Uh, He uses the power cosmic and it winds up, the darkness is absorbed into his hand and his hand becomes this kind of like key. We right, don't know right, what right. what's what the story is with it, but yet, but we do know it opens a door, and we'll get there later. Right. But, I, well, uh, what's funny is like I that's that I did not read it like that. I totally read that differently and incorrectly. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Oh no no no! I think I the door opens like, on its own. No no like, no! I re- I read it as like an expo- like he expelled too much of his energy. Ah, so maybe it's like his hand is dying, or yeah. like it's an element of. I don't know because he mentioned the whole price thing, and I was like, aha! Donny Cates recently wrote Doctor Strange. Yes, he did. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, he finally gets into this temple, which the temple, he's trying to get into the temple because he wants to, like, go home. He wants to figure out, like, how to because get out of here. Because he wants to go to the shrine of the silver monkey. Right. Being so the silver surfer. Naturally. He's like, I got a shot. Yeah. So he, he, not. he, yeah, no. And Olmec says it's not happening. So <laughs> the door opens and he is pulled in. And this is, like, the surprise of surprises, which is to say it shouldn't be a surprise because it's written by Donny Cates. But no... The symbiote god grabs Silver Surfer. <laughs> and yoinks him in. And yoinks him in, and he, you know, says, I am Null, you can call me god. And so it's like, oh, cool, good use of Null, the character you created, whatever. Right. But, like, I don't think anyone's going to complain about the use of that character, about the position of the Silver Surfer, about what you're going to do with that character, especially since it's five issues, you know, and we're probably going, we're probably not going to kill him at the end. We're going to bring him into like the Marvel universe again, or at least use him in some big way. Cause Donnie Cates is also a big, uh, mover and shaker in the Marvel house of ideas. Right. 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 But, uh, ultimately I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Like 
it, it held my attention. The art is not my cup of tea, but it's also so stylized, not because it's bad. It's not because I don't like it. It's more like, oh, okay, I see. It's, this is the kind of book we're looking for. And then right. when I read the afterword by Donny Cates, I understood it a little better because it was basically this whole series kind of like a love letter to Stan Lee yeah. and arguably his favorite character, the Silver Surfer. Right. And I was and like, it, I want it to feel like a like a crazy Kirby, yeah. you know, Ditko-esque, you know, yeah, just crazy, like... No, the, I got way more Ditko than I got Kirby. I did too, but this. Ditko didn't create Silver I know, Surfer. I know, but it is like... I'm it guessing feels more Ditko. He probably wants to write from the era in which Ditko was creating, and that's the art that we often associate the most with that, although yes. the cosmic elements of Kirby coming together here. Yes. Um, I think where the art should shines are in some of the like galactus consuming oh yeah places the larger like check out what's going on um i think where it struggles for for a lot of people who are used to a more standard form of art is probably in the anatomy oh yeah because it's all over the surfer for some of the recognizable characters when you get to the kirby-esque like you know eternal celestial looking guardians yeah that's where i'm like yeah, no, the art is really shines there for me. And, it really And does. again, you can get that Kirby kind of feel there. Totally. But when they're like trying to break free of that other dimension sort oh, of yeah. thing, that is so Ditko. Yes. And so. I loved it. I thought yeah, it was no, really cool. Yeah, I, no, I, I did too. Yeah. I did too. It was nice. But uh, if you do pick mm-hmm. up this book, read the afterword. It's just a really nice little story about That's like cool. Donny Cates not, connecting with Stanley. No, I, I understand. <laughs> I, I did have time when I read it. I was like, oh, there's a little thing. I love reading those things. So like, I'm disappointed that I, I missed out on that so we all yeah, have to yeah. go back. well it's still there by so. the way the book i was thinking of which i was like almost 100 percent oh the also sure, book i knew what i was going to I, I thought i knew the title of it and i was right which oh. normally i'm not so mm-hmm. now it looks like i just looked it up but can't remember it's spirits of vengeance that mini she was in did. that yeah we have that trade it's over there yeah i think she was in that where it's somewhere in there it's in the marvel section there's like 12 different marvel sections yeah and nothing is alphabetized oh no this is a nightmare yeah don't look over there uh but i'll find it for you but i've already looked over here well you'll be fine uh, but yeah, I bought that for you, so you could do I it on know. back issue someday. Well, yeah, that's a, okay. Which but, we should do. I agree. There's many things we should do. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I recommend it. Silver Server Black is cool. It harkens back to a different era. It's good stuff. And it's not quite like, yeah, they go, uh, <laughs> it's the flavor of the month. Give them every book. Like, yeah. sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. I know there was a lot of uh, flack that Donny Cates got for doing Death of Inhumans because he clearly didn't like read all the Inhumans books, didn't care about where they were coming from. Right. His job was to kill them. So he did it in a right. in arguably a very cool way and I loved it. Uh, but some people gave him a lot of flack for it. I'm not one of them, but I get people's apprehension over seeing the flavor of the month. No offense, Donny Cates, you're, yeah. you're a consummate writer, but like you're writing 16 books and you're, you're threatening to bring back the Ultimate Universe you're the, you know. No, I'm wrong. She wasn't in that. Oh, no? No. I thought she was. No, she wasn't. Oh. Well, there you have it. Sorry. Go ahead. Anyway. No, but I know what you mean. You think it'd be worse, if you were a Silver Surfer fan, you might be like, oh, no. Right. But I do think that, um, even if you're a Silver Surfer fan, um, just trust that Donny Cates can tell a a tight miniseries. You know what I mean? Yes. And so... At the very least, you know that even if he doesn't get all of the facts right, which can be maddening sometimes. Like, yeah. for me, when he's writing Strange, I was like, mm, okay. Right, like, if I'm a fan and I can get it right, you're the employee, well, you I should don't even, be able to do here's it. Here's the thing. Like, I'm not, like, I'm, I try not to be a stickler for that kind of thing. It's more or less like, did you at least read the story that came beforehand? Like, mm-hmm. so that you can, like, harken back to that? Yes, no, maybe, I don't know. Right. Um, But he does do a really good job on a mini, and it's pretty tight. Yes. You know? No, absolutely. So, like... You got that going on. Agreed. My brain made Satana or Satana into her. Oh, Satana's in that. 
cool. Yeah, which is is cool, but I guess my brain was like, you know, it'd be better. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's just where my brain goes. Yeah. What Let's... have you got? What's happening? I pretty much only read the stuff that you were reading. Okay. Because, like, we had such a like a we had certain things we were reading for this episode that were special. Yes. So I had to make sure I got those in, and then um, I had to pick up a couple of things, and then here we are. Yeah. Fair enough. So uh, I'm gonna let you lead the way, and I'll just gr- jump on some stuff as okay. we go along. Uh, I read Amazing Spider-Man number 23 from Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley. Uh, this is the like epilogue to the big The Hunted arc. Okay. Uh, it is entirely skippable. You don't need to read it. It's a total waste of time. Don't worry I really did love like young Craven there, like ripping his clothes off like a professional wrestler. Yes. Well, I to mean, reveal like reveal his like wrestling costume underneath. Yes. No. It, it's <laughs> you don't need it. It's don't waste your time. I'm not uh, sure. I dig um, Otley. No, no, no. The the new Craven costume. No, I mean it's basically just the old Craven costume. Yeah, I know, but it's lacking. Oh, is that is that it there? Yeah, he puts it. He, he well, old. Okay, so Craven through the high evolutionary some crab clones himself yeah. sixteen times makes. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the the heir apparent to the throne. Uh, yeah, he puts on like Craven's basically like he in his will he's like you you get you're me now. Right. I was talking, I guess I was talking about the thing he was putting on prior to Yes, that. yes, the old costume that he wear the the old Craven costume which is basically like body paint. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. No, well it's... thank neither was anybody else, which is why he like washes it off and becomes like Craven again. Yeah, which is just Craven. I, I do appreciate the thank you to Demetrius in the back here. Yeah, that was really nice. Thank you Demetrius. It should be an apology as opposed to a thank you, but like it's nice that it's there. It's a nice little acknowledgement. Right. Um, okay, so here's the problem uh, okay, with I'm this. Uh, no one cares about Craven the Hunter. And when I say that, I don't mean like you shouldn't have done this event or anything like that. What I'm saying is like nobody cares about Craven the Hunter. So like nobody is going to remember this utterly forgettable story. Right. And so when you make Craven's clone who doesn't have the mystical curse that allows like his greatest nemesis to have to kill him, but also never will because of who he is. Like you, you undid Grim Hunt. You made this new guy into Craven. Yeah. He's indistinguishable from previous Craven. So when anyone else other than Nick Spencer uses him again, they're good. You know, they're, they're going write, to forget. Yeah. They're just going to write Craven Rego. Like, yeah. And then the, people are going to be like, Whoa, wait, what happened? Wait, wait, to- but that's not real Craven though. Like that's his replacement Craven. That's like his- he has a totally different origin and they're going to be like, I don't care. Like they're gone. You know, they're going to screw up. They're like, and you know, it's clone. Yeah. He was in a Spider-Man. <laughs> right. Like, you know, he's a clone. Yeah. Because it's in Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, like it's just, it's too bad that like, it's, I don't know. If you enjoyed The Hunted, good yes. for you. I'm glad you enjoyed this event. For okay. me, it wasn't necessarily even a bad event. It's more like a who cared, who asked for this kind of event. And right. it's like, I guess Spencer must be just a big Craven fan and wanted to like kind of undo Grim Hunt, give the weight back to Craven's last hunt, right. but also still let the editors be happy because we can still use Craven in Squirrel Girl books or something. Like, I don't understand it. Maybe he's a, a Demetrius fan and he wanted to honor him in that I'm way. sure he did, but, like, he did it by bringing him back to life anyway. Right. You know, like, right. by replacing him with fake Craven, who right. no one will recognize is the replacement Craven. I like, know. no one well, is going to do that. He is, like, because he is a clone and he's a true clone, he doesn't look any different yes like they didn't do anything different he did he well he had the body paint he had long hair but he cut the hair cut off one of that's what i'm saying so he's he's utterly but at the same time i do appreciate that they didn't 
you know, do the very stip- like, stereotypical thing where it's like, and he has like a crazy scar. Because, oh no, like, I expected that too. But they didn't do that. And I think that there's something adult about that. Yeah. But I mean, there is something dangerous, as you're saying though, where people will forget continuity in the future, or cr- yeah. future creator as well. Yeah. Um, and then everyone will be like, wait, which oh, I- Craven is this? Oh, I know exactly what they're going to do. What they're going to do is because if they use him in like two other stories, let's say he shows up in like a Wolverine book and like a Daredevil book and yeah. nobody cared or read that, the, the hunted story, they will like clone conspiracy it and be like, oh, oh no. um, It's Craven's soul though. It well, went into his old book. Okay. Yeah. No, if they're going to do that, they might as well actually do a story about that. That involves, cause wasn't that chick, his, his wife, um, his. Oh, Calypso. Yes. Calypso. His, his not wife. His, yeah. His mistress. His mistress. That'd be really cool if like, they actually did that. Like she's just like, you're not Craven. You're yeah. like a bullshit version of Craven. Right. And so, like, so she, she pulls like, him back and he's him. like, enraged because he's like i finally had peace that would be kind of cool i mean they did that with grim hunt where his family did that yes but it'd be cool to do it again especially if they like did it as an homage to like torment right and then it's like the question is does the soul have the curse on it did the body have the curse on it like will this with i think new craven's body have like like will he be more like a zombie or something i was kind of excited because i remember like in torment this is going back about until 1991 Mm -hmm. but in torment uh when spider-man is poisoned by the lizard and he's tormented by calypso's drums of whatever the hell like he wakes up in an alley and he sees craven again but craven has a big hole in his head from when he blew his his brains out with a shotgun i loved that visual and i loved the idea of like a zombie craven they're not gonna do that it's pretty gross but like that being said it's pretty like i'd be okay with zombie craven how does he come back wait he doesn't it's a it's a it's a hallucination oh because then this craven could like if he comes back at his own body he can go or in the new body he can get his own body right big into that yeah he's big into digging things up that's true (laughs) so anyway uh i i'm i'm saying it's a huge pass don't waste your money uh, because nothing really happens right right okay uh oh uh but like you know the whole like emotional crux of the last event where it's like oh no like that 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 worm person's gonna get mary jane nope oh and the worm person's like, you thought I was going to get her, but no, I've got a bigger mystery for you. <laughs> the worm person? Yeah, you know, the person made of, like, bugs. The centipede? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what really threw me off, because I was like, you know what? Spider-Man could have a worm-based yeah, yeah. villain. Yeah, called Squirm. As opposed to Swarm. It's made oh. of bees. Or the Nightcrawler. Yeah, except there already is uh, Well, no, the Nightcrawler. The Nightcrawler. Not Nightcrawler. Yeah. Because then Nightcrawler can have a real problem with it. I like that. Like, you can't call yourself that. Yeah. Takanatan <laughs> says, uh, yay. In the super chats, Aww. a Trek guy says, "My first super chat, love your content." Hashtag Silords Pop. Nice. Um, All right, mod. Make sure you're paying attention to the ones in the super chats as well. Yes, <laughs> uh, Mr. Roboto, Does Silver Surfer have powers to revert his form? Eh. He has the power cosmic, so like, sure. The reality is like they could do anything with Silver Surfer. Sure. Uh, I think in the Dance Lot run, he was able to like look like Nora and Rad again, but like it, it's a whole like it depends on who's writing him. Multichirio says, uh, hey, are you excited for Zelda Breath of the Wild 2? Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> that was so unexpected, but obvious at the same time. I was right? just like, naturally, like you, they must have launched Breath of the Wild. And then the next day we're like, let's, let's start. start on Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what comic would you cross Zelda with and would Link be able to wield Mjolnir? Yeah, I could see him in Thor or Weird World. Yeah, yeah. That would be pretty cool. Totally. Or the Savage Land. That wouldn't Savage really be a Link. comic. No. But I would like that. Savage Link. Yeah. I want Link <laughs> in those places. I don't want Link in like New York or something. No. Uh, and yeah, I think Link Link would be worthy. Conan or Conan with Zelda would also be or Link would be kind of fun. Totally. Like just like 
Look at this little man. Yes, and he's a fierce warrior. Let's steal something. <laughs> Mr. Nostrilager. Oh, wait, no, we could cross him over with Doctor Strange, because Doctor Strange would be able to see all the different forms of Link and, like, the multiversal versions of yeah. him or not, based on, you know, how you like to look at that continuity. Right. That would be kind of cool. Like, you've lived, like, a hundred lifetimes, Link. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like that idea. Why don't you talk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Nostrilanger says, It was great to see how passionate you were about Doomsday Clock last issue. I'm having a good time revisiting old reviews like Secret Wars and seeing you enjoy some tie-ins. Hashtag Silo's Pop. Yay. Yeah, man. Uh, we, the Se Secret Wars, I've said some of the best tie-ins I've ever seen in the world. Yeah. Uh, we're just saying a lot because saying a lot of how much Sal hates tie-ins. I sure do. Uh, but yeah, thank you. And if you haven't checked out that episode where we just talk about Doomsday Clock, it's a really good episode. It really was. Mr. Roboto says, how long till the Craven solo movie, Sal? Estimate, uh, forever. Like, if Sony gets their druthers and gets to do whatever they want, then like, pro like sooner than later. But like, if Marvel like puts the hammer down on Spider-Man and stuff, then like, never. Mm. Uh, Somnus says, thoughts on the Spider-Man Web 4 thing from Twitter. Well... Uh, yeah, Marvel tweeted a picture of, like, a four made of webs. I saw. People were like, oh, shit. Alex Ross tweeted a picture of uh, a still that he provided from Spider-Man 2's opening credits. Yeah. People thinking, including myself, uh, they were making a comic adaptation of the Raimi Spider-Man 4, which I thought, hey, that'd sell money. That would make money. Why not? Yeah. Uh, then today they released a three. So it's a countdown. So it's probably the Humberto <laughs> Ramos event that he said he was working on with Spider-Man editor and somebody else oh so. by the way did you see that thing um they just put this out and i, I took a screenshot of it because i didn't purchase it because i wanted to see if it came in physical copy because mm -hmm. i was looking at comiXology and i was like oh damn um that hum there is the marvel monograph mm. series that they're doing apparently um this one was the art of humberto ramos oh, cool. um, it came out on june 12th and basically it is a 60 it's 59 pages but okay. it's a 60 page book that celebrates Humberto Ramos's um, like contribution to Spider-Man. Oh, cool. And so it's a bunch of like images on one side and then like some information about the artist, where they're coming from, what Spider-Man means to them, that kind of thing. I was like, that's really cool. Like, And they would like to do more of these. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. On Comixology, it is a 60-page, uh, 59-page um, book that is ten dollars basically that's not bad um so i mean i think that's a fun art book and if you just yeah. if you like humberto ramos's version of spider-man this might be for you or if you're a big spider-man fan and you just want to learn more about the artist's journey essentially it'd be kind of cool and i want to support it personally because i'm like that's a really great series yeah idea. we should find out if it's digital only or not yes. i don't think it i i would doubt it is so um i bet you can find it yeah uh, so there you go uh, J. Felipe Garcia, helping us out very much. Thank you very much, uh, J. Felipe Garcia. You're the man. Uh, Deconaton says they should just bring the, back the uh, Kane's series. Yeah, I agree. Kane had a great run. I like him a lot more than Ben Riley, which I never thought I'd ever say. Oh, yeah, uh, no, it's definitely a series. Sorry. Yay, good. And it, they've done other ones like uh, J. Scott Campbell and Ooh. Art of... It's just, I, I'm seeing like the, the beginning of a name and I'm like... Are they coming Ed out McGinnis. or are they already out? Uh, pre-orders. Cool. For um, the Ed McGinnis one is a pre-order one. And the Campbell one will sell. The J. Scott Campbell one looks like it is pre-order as well. Okay. In July. So it looks like they're going to be coming out. But like I'm looking at like their paperbacks. So you can pick these up. Nice. By the um, way, pre-ordering is the only way you ever see a book survive. Yeah. So if you ever want to see that like keep going, you got to pre-order from your comic Oh, it store. looks like I can pick up the hard copy of it at Target. I can pre-order the... Oh, that's interesting. The pre-order for the, yeah, for the Humberto Ramos oh. one. That's what came out right now. Yeah. I'm sure you can get it in comic stores. I don't know, but I'm, I'm looking at that. 
Oh. Uh, it's a little more expensive, and it's not out yet. But it's also nice. a pre-order for July. Um, so I don't know if it was a digital first or a comic book store first, which I think is a, a good way to do it. I agree. Give it to them and then put it into the bigger marketplaces. Yes. Totally fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's a really cool idea for a series. Yeah, I do too. It seems like most of them are focusing on Spider-Man right now. Whoa. Almost as though there's some sort of movie coming out. Oh, I think there is. My Maybe at some point. In the um, but that being said, like if it does well enough, like it... It could continue, and you could see other artists either focus on a character or just their body of work with Marvel. And I'm That'd like, really that's cool. really cool. Yeah, just I like that. Beautiful books you could leave out for people to thumb through, well, which... or not because you don't want them to touch it. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we we have a couple of those ourselves, which we just leave out. Yeah, or we tell them not to touch it. Yeah, right. Uh, Kane's World. I uh, know last Elseworlds you said you wouldn't cover Superman American Alien because Landis is a jackhole. It's true, apparently. Uh, but please reconsider the stories and art are fantastic and worth back issues despite the author. It's a tough one. Uh, I probably wouldn't cover it now since he was trending on Twitter the other day due to, uh, you know, uh, bad news. Again, bad news. Again, yeah, more so. bad news based on Max's uh, bullshit. So we'll see. It's really hard sometimes to separate... Se- yeah. <laughs> separate? Not, that word. That word. Um, to separate a creator from their work at times because yes. you don't know how much of their own personal experiences go into a yeah. work and how much is just them running a character and, and I'll tell you this we've done we've we've covered books that I didn't didn't want to cover the creator from before on the show yeah and we do it in pretty subtle ways I think we could do it I'm not gonna cover American Alien until at least you know you you know you know you can't hear from him yeah it's <laughs> so, it's, it's hard though so yeah but it's tough we'll see what happens uh, but I do love that book, uh, you know, so we'll see. Yeah. Preaching Comics says, first time viewer here, loving it. Thank you very much, Preach. Hi. Preach on, my friend. And Jack O'Connell, do you think they have a moment with Spider-Man versus Kula Goth now that we'll have Conan again? <laughs> he has fought him like three times already in the original series. Well. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, I'd say let's let's see. It. I I kind of want to see. I want to see Conan team up with a lot of characters, but I definitely want to see him team up with Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, and and strange, so right? Like, you might as well just do all big three time. Of them. More, but more like, important. I would like to see the quippy like Spider-Man just being like, like he's just a wall of a man. Yeah, it's just like, okay, okay, you are amazing looking. <laughs> uh, what else? Did please you don't read? go near any of the women that I have interest in. Yeah, please. <laughs> I will lose. Um, what do you want to talk about next? I guess we could talk about the Batman who laughs. All right, you want you want. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about another Valiant book. Oh, yeah? Because we, we've been asked to uh, talk about them because we were given uh, exclusive access yeah, to them. Yeah, let's jump into and it. So we're going to give the off-the-rack treatment to Bloodshot number one. Yes, which... Written by Tim Seeley with art by Brett Booth. Which isn't even out. It's not out. It's not out. But you can pick it up in the future. Yes. I don't know when, but soon. Uh, this is a uh, it's an Ashcan edition, so it's not in color. No, it wasn't, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. And, like, kind of... Weirdly works for the character of Bloodshot. The book, however, that you will pick up on the stands will be in color, which yes. I think will be uh, great. Okay. I don't know who the colorist is. So. Uh, I don't either. So, there you go. <laughs> but I, no, I, but I heard the name and I looked them up and they're good. Okay. Fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, what do you? So let, let's. Why don't you tell us about Bloodshot number one? I talk too much. Tell us about. Uh, what happened in Bloodshot? Just what happened in Bloodshot number one? Um, this is like I, I don't know if I want to call this like necessarily a reintroduction. Of, I'd say to it's the a reintroduction, but I think it's definitely a reintroduction to the character. You get definitely the like, um, someone at one point mentions what Bloodshot's all about: the nanites, the the fact that like he has programmed memories into his brain, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it's the question of is he a hero or is he a villain? What what line does he walk? Yeah, that kind of thing. I'm assuming he's a hero. 
Right, but I'm just saying like that they're they're introducing introducing this sort of like lore for the concept, yeah, exactly. Introducing him within like uh, the political world, mm-hmm. um, like what kind of arena he'll be delving into. Yes. That doesn't mean he can't go and, and head off with like other heroes and deal with other things. But like this book, is... let's let's focus entirely on Bloodshot. Yeah, yeah, and let's not like complicate it by. You know, yeah, he as you said, like he's in the he's in the Valiant universe. Yes, but let's not complicate it by like referencing it too much. Let's right. focus entirely on Bloodshot. Right, right. Let's just get you into this world. This issue is definitely uh, action packed. Yes. Um, it's like it hits the ground running in terms of action. Um, well, all right, not out of the gate. Out of the gate, it's very like political. Like, oh, there's a meeting of like world leaders and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then, like, oh, one of their itineraries has been redacted. Yes. And then like the lights go out and um. Some other individuals show up who I cannot remember the name of for the life of me. Nope. But there, it's and you wouldn't here. be able to, so don't worry about it. It's in here. Uh, they might be coming from the, uh, the, the, the oh, it's Black Bar, the Black Bar group, which is actually okay. I was like, Wait. Black Bar, great name, and the way that they tell you the name of the organization is by having them redacted, redacted. with a black bar. Yeah, it's clever. Clever if you know what they're doing and you're not thinking that the book is deliberately redacting the information and trying to like. Like, the way that they bleeped Beatrix Kiddo's name in Kill Bill right. for, like, an entire movie. Right. But knowing that it's called Black Bar, I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's clever. And, like, yeah. I guess, you know, either upon reading the last page, you get the first page, cool, whatever. Um, there is a, gr- like, they're clearly um, in uh, Yemen. That's yes. where they are. Mm-hmm. There is a group who is attempting to stop a, like, humanitarian group from aiding the city that they're in. Yep. And Bloodshot shows up to stop them from killing two, like, a mother and, and, and child who are, like, stealing food from the, like, humanitarian group because they've all been chased off by yes. this, this like, m- like mercenary group, I want to say. I'd say so, yeah. I call them a mercenary well, yeah. them he calls them wage warriors, so I'm... I'm, I'm that sounds like a mercenary group like to mercenaries. me. Um, so Bloodshot does a bunch of cool things, like, jumps around, kills a lot of people, um, you know, talks a big game, jumps in a big tank... Takes yep. off. He says he's gonna bring the food to them. Yes. And he totally botches that. Yes, he does. He blows it up instead. He completely screws up. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, it seems like that's possibly like Bloodshot's going through some trouble right now. He's yeah. Having, he's having a hard time piecing things together. What side he should be falling on? Right. And so but it's he almost kno- but like he knows that it's the right thing. He to knows do. it's the right thing to do, but he's also like, but I'm really good at killing, and like I'm really good at destruction and mayhem, and like I really want to help these people, and I totally ruined it. Right. And, like all I wanted to do was help them. Exactly. And like what what am I doing here? Right. Um. Black Bar indicates to the um, the uh, like world leaders yes. that it's like the biggest like you, we got all these other problems we got environmental problems we got war we got all this going on in the world right the biggest problem the world has is bloodshot <laughs> yeah <laughs> we need funding to do that to or stop just, bloodshot or we're just gonna do it ourselves out of right know. yeah um and so that's kind of the gist of it it's just like throwing bloodshot into like the shit basically and yep. putting him in um. In a political intrigue world with a secretive organization out to get him yes. while Bloodshot seemingly isn't at his peak. Right. Yeah. But we're, we're assuming he'll get there. I mean, even at, even at a reduced light rate, he's still a badass. Yes. Um, this is probably the most 90s comic I've picked up since 1995. I, I I wasn't reading comics then, so uh, like, I can't say that for sure, but based on some of the stuff you've had us read. Based on your access yes. based on your access to Wizard Magazine. Yeah. Right? This is the most nineties this is like if someone were to be like, Okay, so I need you to I'm I'm gonna commission 
a comic book that looks like the 90s. Right. Uh, Brett Booth is, I gotta tell you, like, I, I've seen, a, like, when I heard that Brett Booth is working on this book, I was like, oh, cool. Brett Booth, bla- uh, Backlash, right? I know Brett, Brett Booth. He's doing yep. that cool Spider-Man, Brett Riley crossover with Backlash and stuff. And, and he's done a many other things since 1997. But, like, uh, when I looked him up, people were, like, giving him a hard time. They were like, oh, Brett Booth. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The book's rad looking. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think the book looks friggin' dope. It's, and here's the thing. Oh, God. I was going to say, it has its moments for me where it's like, it has like these like Capullo-esque sort of like shots or like figures or what like that. But I don't know if it's my cup of tea. Right. But it's also uncolored. Yes. Um, and I think like while it is cool, the idea of having a black and white issue of Bloodshot in my hands, I know it is going to be. Yeah, knowing that it's only that way because well, we're yeah. getting early but, access I mean, it to does, it. But it does, there's something about like his general look yes. that, you know, the black and white with the splash of red, that, that works because some of the onomatopoeia is co- was colored. Is colored. Yeah, but so, red, and that's cool. And it kind of, and I, I dig that. Um, it's a neat idea. But I, I do think that the coloring on this art is going to make or break it. Absolutely. Like if you had, let's say, someone like Paul Mounts or. Yes. Or. or Rest in peace, Justin Ponzer or something. Yes. That book's gonna that, that book would sell a million copies. Yeah, uh, it would be really phenomenal looking. Yeah. Um but like that being said, this was not the type of story or dialogue I was expecting from Tim Seeley. No. Um No, it's much more sim- straightforward, much more yes. like one dimensional. Yes, well I mean my experience with Tim Seeley is from Revival and Image Book that he yes. created. So I was like, Okay, cool, here we go. And I'm reading, I'm like, this is not the Tim Seeley I know. No. Um, but it is like again, like I don't want to like I don't know. I don't say this in a way that it doesn't come off like so totally negative because I don't right, mean right. like that. But it is definitely more of the like action packed summer blockbuster kind of turn your brain off a little bit. Not, there's nothing time. wrong with that if you want to read that. Like if you're looking for like a, I mean like here's the thing as mm-hmm. as a comics fan, that's all I want from a Bloodshot book. Like mm-hmm. I remember. Like when I got like the opening sequence with Black Bar with the organization with, yeah. the, with the government thing, I'm like, who gives a shit about any of that? I enjoyed that part. See that? I'm like, ah, oh, like who cares? Like take two seconds. Like do I want Michael Bay superficiality when it comes to the government? Yeah. Like remember when we covered Bloodshot when it first got published on our show, The Good, The Bad, and The Other, which you yes. should check out. Uh, that for me was somebody trying to do like political intrigue. And like, I'm doing grown-up comics about like Tom Clancy type stuff. I don't give a shit about that. The guy's killed full of nanites, can't die. I want to see him kill people and blow up things up. Like that's what I want. I want that kind of like level of superficiality. Yes. I don't want someone writing beyond their intelligence level. But like Tim Seeley's obviously a talented person. Right. He's giving us that. But for me, I'm like, we're getting Brett Booth art. I'm watching Bloodshot do all these cool things. Yes. That's what I want to look at. I don't care about the government. That's that's like that. fair. And I guess where I, like the Tim Seeley kind of peeks in that I'm like used to is in the whole like redacted part yes. of the itinerary black bar at the end of the book. Yeah. Like, so I think there is room to like add those touches. There actually is room there. for both. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like if you're looking for that kind of like, you know, like crazy Michael Bayan yeah. um, sort of action, you definitely get it in here. You even get like a few, dare I say like Wolverine esque moments you do. with no. him. Um, you know, and by, by that, I mean like a super big explosion. It's like, how could Bloodshot make this? And then he does naturally because that's what he does. Cause nanites. Yeah. Seriously. Bloodshots never look cooler. <laughs> yeah, I dig his new look. Yeah. Like in the comic itself. Yeah. The cover is more of like a Terminator homage, which is cool. Yeah. It doesn't reflect what's in here. And that's a shame. 
because this cover's great. Mm-hmm. It's a cool poster. It'd be a great phone background. It's a yeah. good variant cover. But like, the cover should be the booth art because it's really good. <laughs> and I really want to see right, that right, stuff. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's just, it's it's exactly what I come to expect from Bloodshot. Uh, the only thing, and here's here's the ding I'll give it, where it's like, oh, this felt, this, this is what made it feel like a 90s comic for me. Yeah. Besides Brett Booth's art, which is, you know, if, if you don't like Brett Booth's art, you're not going to like it. Yeah. Uh, the, like... <sighs> I don't know the uh, the mercenaries. Yeah, how they are, there is no cohesion between their outfits. Like they look like they're they they look like Project Io from the Brandon Choi J Scott Campbell like Gen thirteen miniseries. Oh, I... where it's like they're all like they're impossibly awesome looking. Right, we're like I got cool stuff, well, and I'm the guy who flies, and I'm the guy who shoots lasers. Like, yeah, well, it's like I mean, they don't have like these types of suits at all, but it's as though you were making your own Halo guy. And yes, it, and your whole squad showed up, and there's just like it's, nobody it's just, got the memo on what you. We're should all gonna we're doing a theme here, pal. <laughs> like we're, we're a guild, man. No, well, but I would look like, but I wouldn't look as much of an awesome guy. Like, <laughs> But you know what? Like again, Brett Booth. I'm not gonna argue with that. That's what I want to see. I'm here for that. I'm here for. I'm here for like a '90s throwback. It is. It is nothing but explosions and and the inking. Explosions is, like muscles. The inking's on point. It, it is a lot. Thank it, God. It, the inking's very kinetic. Yeah. So there's a lot to it. But so. thank God for that inking because like the pencils would be lost on a lesser inker. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I I dug it. If you if you're curious or like Bloodshot, get it. If you don't like him and you're kind of like, I don't know, I've always been intrigued by the concept, but I've never really liked any of the executions. Uh, you know, no, but like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool looking. I want more. If you want explosions, definitely get it. Yeah. I, you mentioned Wolverine. I would love to see Brett Booth and like do a bloodshot Wolverine crossover. I could definitely see that. You know who's never going to do that? <laughs> Marvel. No. No. Hey, you want this? Hashtag Psylords Pop. Ooh. Did we mention that you? Yeah, it's metal, it's and you metal. can. You can't really hear it because. No, but don't. Uh, you know, don't I'm scuff up not the cover. To, I don't want to scuff it. It's there's there's only two of these. You can win it. You can win it. Okay. Plus, shining under a black light looks really cool. Yeah. I think it's in. Uh, well, uh, no, I don't. I don't want to tell. I thought it was like someone posted a picture of it with black light, but I don't think it's available publicly. Ah. That being said, you know, you could you could put it in, in a place of distinction in your office, have a little black light over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why not right but yeah so why not? anyway right. uh bloodshot check it out uh batman who laughs number six let's, from a seven issue miniseries let's chat about it scott snyder and jock uh you can skip this one I, moving on <laughs> i disagree i enjoyed this issue really you, yeah i did this but is the mostly, one i didn't enjoy but mostly because it talked about gordon by the way yeah snyder you're putting gordon back in a bat suit i noticed it wasn't gordon's bat suit i really expected that I was really expecting. I was that like, moment. "Wow, he's gonna do it! He's gonna do he's it! He's gonna, he's gonna take that little plot thread and go right back to it." Yeah, no, and like use it because the Grim Knight's like, "I know all Batman's tech." You don't know this one exactly. You don't know it. Ah, that would have been so cool. I was so disappointed at that because it was. It would have been such a great love letter to his own work. I know. I know, and it would have been like, you know what? I don't care that other people didn't like the bunny suit. I'm going to put it in there because narratively it makes sense. Yes, and I'm, I think he didn't put it in there because people didn't like the bunny suit. I think he I think he knew that was an option, and he chose not to do it. But it just made, to me, it made so much more sense. Yes, 
Absolutely. You're going to throw a curveball at them. Like, he could have sent James in in the Batman Beyond suit. Now, look, I know what they're trying to do here. That was where fun. It's like they're trying to do, like, a, um, like, who's James going to, what side of, is he going to fall on? Yeah. What side of the line here? Well, and right? we also had, like, a like an actual pun where somebody says, like, I'm right. beyond your technology. Or yes. Whatever. Now, you could have still had the conversations that followed, but at least you could have James swoop in, like, the, Bat- the Grim Knight, you know, is just like, I know all these tricks. And he's yeah. like, you don't know this one. Right. Which is Gordon in the bunny suit. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's a cool moment for that or James suit. Jr. in it. That's fine, too. Either way, that's, like, the biggest missed opportunity of this. I, yes. I was truly disappointed in that. Although I do like um, Snyder trying to... Um, bring some more light to the Gordon James relationship. And so that's why I enjoyed this issue because as much as it felt like it was sort of a filler issue, it gave us a little room to breathe and have those interactions in that's a less fair. rushed state. And I think he wanted that. I think that's the idea. Cause like, it really felt like you really didn't need the issue, but I think he really wanted it to be able to flesh out stuff that you just don't have room for in a book like this. Yeah. And so while it feels like the Batman side of things is kind of stalling. Right. Um, I think there was the development in the other plot that I think is being less focused on. I agree. Um, and, and I dug it like, yeah. I, I, again, like since Snyder is acting as though he's winding down his Batman stories, yeah. like he's trying to put that little like bow on this relationship mm-hmm. again, missing the, the bunny suit, but fine. Yeah. Yeah. I know Scott's not going to be watching this, nah, but I'm just but saying. I, honestly, I think the only time you're ever going to see that bunny suit is if uh, you would, like commission Capullo to draw it for <laughs> you. <laughs> I would have liked seeing Jock's version of it too. Oh yeah, like a, a a more like visceral, like gritty version of that suit could have been kind of cool. Yeah, no, could have been kind of cool. Um, I do like the introduction of like. Little Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that was a cool moment that I think didn't get enough room or pace. The pacing was off with that reveal. Right. It really, it was, it was bizarre. And honestly, I, I think we're going to get more payoff in that in the next issue. I hope so. Because for me, when it happened, I went, oh. And then it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Like Batman Who Laughs is like, who cares? <laughs> And well, I'm yeah. like, no, but that's the big thing. But no, I think that that's probably the key yeah. here is that this is the thing that the Batman Hill Laughs isn't counting on. And yes. whether that end up being like some sort of blood transfusion using young Bruce Wayne. Like, no, young Bruce Wayne is filled with hope and happiness and right. his blood cells are all the stronger for it. Yeah, he's full of Batmanium. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure Alfred will come into play here. I hope so. for this young Bruce. Yeah. Or like at least taking... Like, oh, that would be sad. Oh, I don't know if I want that. I do. I don't know if I want Alfred to be so sad again. Because <laughs> you know he would be. He'd be like, oh, why? No, I think he won't be sad. I think if this Bruce Wayne makes it and he they can put him back, he he's like he's just like they're not all lost. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And like that would bring him some like comfort. Yeah, that'd and be that's great. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I if like that's that. what happens. I don't right. know. Yeah. I don't know. I do know what you mean though about the pacing of this issue. It just wasn't quite on. No, it wasn't as it wasn't it, it was uh, it was very inconsistent mm-hmm. when you compare it to the previous five issues. Like 
I've loved the, the the speed, the tone, and the pacing of the last five. This one left me a little sh- a little short. What's funny is I have it. I've enjoyed the last one yeah, in but particular. You didn't really I like enjoyed the rest some of them. other moments, and in this one I liked as well. But again, yeah. I think because it explored a relationship I had interest in, and so if you didn't have interest in that, I could definitely see people being like, "I well, I don't care, moving on." No, that's true. <laughs> no, and I like all those things. It's just, but like I agree. Yeah. Like yeah, but it was really cool. Like it was it was exactly what I would have come to expect from this book. But it left me a little cold. Okay. Me, it, like, a little bit. Right. And for me, there was just a massive missed opportunity. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but, like... When they were, like, saying literally that, like, I know all the tricks, I was like, oh, come Oh, my on. God! Except, I mean, here's the thing. It wasn't Batman's tech, so he wouldn't have it in the cave. So? But, of course, like... He could have yeah, told him to go get well, it. Well, the reality is, once Batman moved back in, he's like, I'm taking that shit, too. <laughs> Putting on can't a stealth suit, I'm going back there. You can't have this Robocop company or whatever. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. It's just like you go go use the Batman Beyond suit, bust in, get that. Yeah. We're gonna we're doing this. That could I mean, like, here's the thing. I don't think that Scott has to argue with editorial anymore, but like maybe they told him not to. I'll have to ask him. I mean, I could actually reach out to him. I can ask him, like, did you think about using the bunny? Just have him on the show and ask him. Yeah. We'll just we'll pull we'll pull his feet to the fire. Yeah. Where's the bunny? Are Where's you ever gonna bring him back? Point? He's, is he's the bunny going to be in Last Night on Earth? He's going to be like, what is your weird obsession with this? He'll be like, my, it's my wife. My wife really liked it. <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> She's the one who likes witches, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, let's jump into some more Super Chats. Let's do oh, it. Re- but I recommend it. It's it's good. I recommend, it's just like, I recommend it only because I think moments from this are going to play an important role in the next issue. And without it, you're going to be a little lost. Especially because this is the penultimate issue. Yes. Um, so I think you're going to need it. Yeah, no, I agree. So don't, uh, don't listen to Sal's first version of this review, which was skip it. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, I, I was going to skip it, but you know, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Lemon P says, why do you think in recent years, Marvel has a better time giving prominent roles to heroes of color, yet DC fails to, with this to an almost pathetic degree? Uh, it depends on like what, um, for me, it's because... The, some of their strongest characters of color belong to the Milestone universe, and they can't and won't use it. Yes. Uh, they they would use it, but only at the expense of uh, other people's intellectual property rights. Yeah. And so, like, that's kind of an issue. Uh, the other issue is, Anytime like... Anytime legal has to get involved, it, like, discourages creativity, honestly, yeah. because it's just, like... Okay, wait, hang what on. What canon can we use to yeah, check off all so the boxes? Yeah, and so I think that that ends up being a, a true struggle for them. Yeah, they also really need to have a good idea. Like, if they were to say, like, we have we have a dearth of, of, of characters of color stories, I would rather they did than forced them. You know what I mean? Being like, mm-hmm. we need to check these boxes. We need three books where characters of color are in it. Now, that being said, if they were to do that, I'll bet there's probably a thousand pitches from all incredibly talented writers and artists and creators who are also people of color who would be happy to fill those voids. But that's another story. I think it also has to do with um, the fact that um, where DC mostly makes their money or with like their trinity of characters, you yeah. know what I mean? And like the Bat family is all, already very large. They introduced Duke, but like you already introduced and, him into yeah. a large pool of characters. Yeah, that... and Duke's going to be another book. He's, he's in the outside. No, I know that, but I'm just saying it's hard to focus on those characters when you've like added so many already. Yeah, I and I'd be the first one to say like, don't. Yeah. Don't fill, don't clutter Batman's rogues. But I, like, 
that's not at the expense of like Batwing and Duke. Batwing and Duke are at the bottom of the list of characters I don't want to see in a Batpook book. No, like, I know. No, 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 I'm kicking off lots of people way before we gave in near right, those characters. Right, right. And I think like one of their more I, I I can't say honestly via sales because I don't know, but one of their more recent like attempts attempts at doing this with with um the the new Superman yeah that they did um but again like you do have a lot of characters there but not quite as many as are in the Bat family like yeah. there are many super care like superhero or super like man characters yeah um much like with the Green Lanterns right you know what I mean there are a lot of Green Lanterns yeah um. John Stewart happens to be my favorite. Yeah. So I'm always like, and he's on the, where the hell is John? And he is, and he is. So I was like so excited to see that, but you need someone who's passionate about that character to bring them back in. Yeah. Whereas over in Marvel, like, they have a lot of mantle passing happening Yeah, that's over the thing, there. is that also editorially speaking, Marvel isn't afraid to with the ver- to replace heroes or yeah. I mean the reality is, like if you ever if you grab your copy of Secret Wars from 1984, 84, you can get like Iron Man in that is James Rhodes. Yeah. Like they were not afraid to replace heroes for extended periods of time mm-hmm. with anyone who made sense within the role. Mm-hmm. So like it wasn't that they were like, oh, we got to replace Iron Man with a black guy. It was like, no, Jim Rhodes would take the place of Iron Man because Jim's the like the, his friend and Jim knows the, the, the tech. Yeah. So like it made sense. And Marvel, even if they did it all at one time re- in recent years where they were like, they, they may have gone too far at too much, you know, like, oh, we did, we, we replaced four characters of the main, tr- of the main pantheon all on the same day. Like maybe that, that was pushing it too far, but it made sense organically within the story. Right. And, and I, so Marvel's not afraid to do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, I think because of the fact that they do have these like mantles, it's easier to do yeah. that. Like you have a lot of spider characters. So like when ultimate Peter Parker dies and Miles Morales steps up, like mm-hmm. it, he took on the mantle of Spider-Man. Right. And like, but he was his own character and like, that's well, cool. And that's why Miles doesn't get as much like juicy, good storytelling right now because like he's con, even if he doesn't, even if they do anything they can, like they managed to fix Silk, mm-hmm. but like they can't quite get Miles down because right. like he's, because Miles at the core of his character is replacing Peter Parker. Right. And if you're never going to get rid of Peter Parker, then where does Miles fit? Right. Well, I was also thinking like, you know, when like Ms. Marvel transitioned to Captain Marvel, it left that name floating right. around there. So there was a new Ms. Marvel. Most of the time, Batman's not changing his name or moving on. And if to he a is, Dick's name. replacing him. Right. If- and, and so like, I think they struggle with that. The fact that like, it's hard. Like they, they killed Superman one time and a whole bunch of supermen stepped up, but they weren't, White Superman. Nah. So it's like, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. Yeah. This is a whole larger conversation. It's true, but thank, but thank you for you your so question. Thank you so much for the super chat. It was, it was, it was uh, intellectually stimulating. It's true, yeah. Mr. No, Mr. No, no, Nosterlanger says, we did Dick as Batman and Joker as a good guy. Time for back issues on Gordon as Batman and Mr. Bloom. You want to do that? I, me? Yeah. Because I like that one. Because <laughs> you, because you like that one. Because Sal's reading this, he's like, oh, and I was like, yeah, I'm like, oh, geez, Slenderman bad guy, pass. I'm like, oh, yeah, and it's, like, plant-themed? Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe they haven't crossed Bloom and Isley. Tevia says, <laughs> what happened to Bloodshot's daughter? I liked her. I don't know, I don't work there. Fat Snorlax, <laughs> next time you get to see Scott, you, you, next time you get Scott on, you gotta ask him where's Bunny. I agree, <laughs> I will. King Sabretooth, I wish Barbara was there. Uh, this is a welcome... This was is a welcome. Yeah. Oh, was there. This is a welcome to the family of James. Uh, I agree that Barbara not being part of like the Gordon story in this is too bad. Oh, I, I think you're saying I wish Barbara was there as a welcome to the family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. 
but I don't think I don't know where where Barbara stands on that side. Right. I do know that James killed her best friend when they were kids. So like, mm. right. Well, I mean, here's the thing: we don't know how things are going to turn out at the end of this. So we there might be some. Yeah, further... we might see some Barbara, but like, there's no room. There's no time or room. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, Event Leviathan from Bennis and Maleev, number one in a six-issue mystery thriller, according to the cover. Not a miniseries, not a major event, a mystery thriller! Because DC isn't sick of those, and DC fans certainly aren't tired of mystery thrillers that are miniseries from, from stunt authors at DC. So now let's talk about Event Leviathan. Okay. One of the worst written Bennis books I've ever read in my life. I struggled with this one, and it was funny. There were moments where I was just like, I thought they were being really clever, honestly. Mm -hmm. And then I got a little further in, and I was like, oh. Like, yep. through everything I thought out the window that was happening. Yeah. Um, and we can get more into yeah. that as we uh, go along. I... Bendis hasn't been this bad since Electra. By the way, go back and read Bendis's run on Electra. Does that have really terrible art? Yes. Okay. Like, really terrible? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I can't believe this got, this went out. Which lends credence to the idea that, like, there just ain't no editors for this book. Right, now... Or for this, or for this, for this creator. Conceptually speaking, like... The concept is neat if you can Bendis, get through well, it. Well, I was gonna say, like, Bendis's, like, DC version of, like, New Avengers, where it's like, <laughs> yeah. here's a bunch of random people you'd never see working together... Kind of cool. And they're going to like do a really like, you know, we got to like detect and figure things yeah. out. That's kind of neat. No, great. Yeah. Con the concept conceptually. is cool. Yeah. Now, where I struggled with this, not only in a lot of the clunky ass dialogue, while maybe Woof. it is grammatically correct. Oh, my God. Yes. <clears throat> Did he who gave you that Kryptonian weapon drop you here? Right. Which, okay. So I'm reading this and I'm like. What a really weird way to say this. And then they keep mentioning, like, they don't say it outright, and then they mention the fact that it's, like, Lois's husband, Clark Kent. And I was like, okay, maybe Batman and Lois think someone else might be listening. Right. Right? And I was like, okay. And they're right They're to trying think that. to keep up the whole, like, oh. Like, oh, your husband was kidnapped. Was Clark Kent. He's not Superman. It's Clark Kent. Wink. And then later on, they just totally drop that facade. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because, like, it's, oh, it's Ollie. And it's like, you didn't. there's no way you didn't know Ollie was there or that Trevor was there. But, like, if you thought someone else was listening, that's kind of cool. And then they just forget about it. They don't yes. care anymore. And I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then they repeat themselves a lot. Like, yeah. he, like he uses words over and over again. Mm -hmm. Which and I can't is a thing. tell if that's like a, an angry, sarcastic thing that like Batman's doing, or that's like a I don't know what I'm writing. Yeah, I originally ended up looking up like a little bit of the like etymology of the word Leviathan to see if anything to do with like duality or, or like you know, <laughs> double. No, I mean it does have to do with things like intertwining with one another, but like. Not like this. I mm -hmm. was like really trying to like be like, okay, let me see if there's something more to this. And like Bendis is is better than than that because he has been in the past. Yep. Not in a while, but he has been in the past. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really I struggled. I struggled yeah. with this. The whole issue was dialogue, which you'll never get a complaint from me about that normally. Yeah. Uh, in this you will because the dialogue is just so uncomfortable and terrible. Like, yeah. I can't get through it. I mean, like, I did because, like, that's my job. But, like, <laughs> whoa. Uh, the use of character. Uh, Batman and Lois don't have the kind of rapport that I have seen before, nor uh, would it make sense in the context of who they are and what they've done, which only furthers my problem with the Bendis dynasty over 
Superman because mm. it's like it's it's clear that like he wants he, he has a agenda when it comes to Superman and what he's trying to accomplish and anything that doesn't fit it is thrown away. Yeah. Which like I've seen before and sometimes it works and most of the time it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's working for some people. Right. Um, the for me, like the some of the most egregious sequences actually took place uh in the like the Odyssey building. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I just like I I couldn't believe how these characters were talking to each other. I, I didn't understand like do they understand? I don't know. Well, it's like he's doing that thing where it's just like, I'm not sure you know what I'm talking about. So I have a character explaining to another character who'd already know it. Yes. And like, I was like, what? Like how many times they mentioned Argus and what it stands for? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, in a way no, that I, like, I got it before. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Yep. Um, best thing in the issue is the, like, is the woman getting vaporized sequence. <laughs> it was just and not because like she was annoying or anything it was just it was just a cool sequence yes where like trevor is in a bubble and he has to watch her get vaporized as he doesn't die yeah and i'm like that was cool that was that's something that i've seen in other things in better things before but well done right you know yeah yeah um Again, like, it, this is a cool, like, mystery kind of thing. I think it's... I don't really even understand what the mystery is. Well, I mean, like, just the idea about having a mystery. Like, oh. you know, like, I... I, I... <laughs> no, 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 the conceit the, is the neat. The conceit is, it's But, cool. like, what is this? But what I was like, gonna... what, what even is the mystery? Who is Leviathan? Who gives a shit? But then they call it New Leviathan? I know! I well, like... because there was, there was... Because Talia was Leviathan, or whatever. Like, before. In a Grant Morris Oh, so... Oh my god. That's why they're talking about Talia. Right, somewhere. no, no, I know that they're talking about Talia, but she's also involved with this. Yes. But, like, I'm just saying, like, so, basically, it takes them this entire, like, long, like, you know, circular conversation yes. to get to the fact that, like, oh, okay, well, she's definitely not Leviathan, even though everyone already said she's not Leviathan. Yes. And then at the end, they're like, okay, no. Okay, no. Well, it would take a long time for re- for real people to believe that concept. I uh, guess? No, I'm just, that's the conceit. Right, right. Yeah. Um... And then Green Arrow shows up. Yes. Uh, he calls Batman uh, a big nerd. Yeah, which I don't understand. Well, because, like, he would never do that and it doesn't work. And I'm not saying, like, I want Green Arrow and Batman to be friends. It's more like he asked Batman a question mm-hmm. and then Batman answers the question and then Green Arrow tells him to shut up. And it's not because, like, he doesn't like the answer. Yeah. I think it's just because he doesn't understand the qu- because. Because he wanted that scene and he thought it'd be funny. Here's what I I I think might be the issue for me, other than a lot other than of it. everything. Um, Bendis is trying to do what Bendis does best, which is tell a small story, but he's doing it on a grand scale. Yes, and that's what I think is the mistake. Because he's like, I'm writing for DC, I better do something big. By the way, can you go back real quick? Yeah, yeah. Can you go back. Um. Oh, also that lady didn't get vaporized. No, no, she didn't get vaporized. But like, hang on, this is like a really weird little inconsistency thing. On the table, she's got, like, sushi and snacks. Mm-hmm. And then in the next panel, there's, like, an additional snack that wasn't there. And that additional snack is Takis. Hey! <laughs> Classic Takis. Which is a snack that, like, we discovered recently. and, and like, Thanks to Letters Page. Yes, that was sent to us. And, and then I, it blew up everywhere. I was like, hey, it's Takis! Um, <laughs> 
But again, I think Bendis thinks that because he's at DC, he has to tell these grand, incredibly like large, like pantheon shaking. Well, stories. he did when he started Marvel. He like he he got his feet wet. He built up a, a following. He he you know redefined a few characters. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of like small scale or big scale stories and small scale characters, and then started and then did literally every event for ten years. Mm-hmm. So and Bendis isn't getting any younger, so he's like, got to get these events in here. Right, but like, could you imagine if instead this was a a smaller? If this is a Green Arrow story or something. Well, I was gonna say like, even if it was a smaller, less like Earth threatening event that was going on that brought these characters together, there might be a little more interest, and you'd actually have time to develop. Yeah. Like the story and the dialogue and, and the and the relationships between the characters. Yeah. As opposed to this, where it's like, well, I mean, you have a world ending style event here, we have to keep moving. Yep. By the way, the uh, the woman from from uh, wherever the hell. Oh, Argus. Yeah, she uh, she's definitely the Victoria Hand character of this. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a woman who wears glasses who works for a clandestine organization who was the only one who made uh, uh, you know waves within the organization about how like old school mm-hmm. their thinking is, and as a result. <laughs> Uh, her attention is ignored or she's hurt by her own organization, but another organization notices her and they give her a promotion. It's literally <laughs> the same exact origin as Victoria Hand, which right, like, you right, know, right, right. whatever. Anyway, it's a big fat waste uh, uh, or a big fat rejection for me. Don't, don't buy it, but everyone's going to anyway. So well, I don't know why I'm wasting yeah, the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it just, it fell very short for me. It was, I couldn't believe that, the, that this came out. Yeah, like, I honestly was like, you know what, I don't really have a lot of hope for this story, so maybe it'll, like, yeah, like supersede my expectations. And yep. it and honestly, actually fell even shorter than before. It than did, and I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. Yeah, well, like, I, you know, I'm ever, not even, I'm not even angry. I'm just disappointed. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm told I'm so wrong about Superman that I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to read the Superman event, but I will, uh, I'll check out this Leviathan thing. You know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I love Bendis. I've, I've loved his stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm the first one to have said, and not the first one back then, but I'm just saying, like, I'm the first one to say, like, I loved Secret Invasion. I liked House of M, even mm-hmm. though it was, like, kind of wonky uh, and four issues too long. You know, I loved New Avengers. That's what got me back into Marvel again. Yeah. Like, Alias, man. Alias. Exactly. You kidding me? Dude knows his stuff, or at least he did. He did. He I loved his stuff. So, you know. Woof. Don't, don't check it out. Don't buy it. Please. Like... Listen if, to me if one you're not time. a fan of it, don't buy it. You don't have to. Go spend your money on something else that you do want to get. Yeah, get Life Story. <laughs> Spider-Man Life Story number four is uh, written by Chip Zdarsky with art by... Uh, Bri- uh, uh, crap. Mark Bagley. It's great. Uh, this issue is the 90s. Okay. Uh, it, was the, it was the weakest one for me, but it was still good. You know? Well, okay. Still did a good job. What? All right. It was fine. Like... It didn't blow my mind, but it also wasn't bad in any way whatsoever. I like the cover. Covers are amazing. Of course, Zdarsky did it. I know. This would make a... How many issues are it? There are f- five, six? I don't oh, remember. I was going to say, this would be like a great like wall lineup of oh, cover art. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Just... yeah, I think there are five. I don't... And... Help me out. Honestly, you wouldn't need the text. Like, if they could do them textless. I would rather them not have like no text. a textless text. cover, like just a whole bunch of them just right down the row. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So uh, the story is uh, we meet Ben Riley because in the 70s there was the clone. Well, in this one, the clone is in Chicago. He's, he's like, uh, you know, he's, doing his own, he's trying to live his own life. He's a photographer. He looks like he's wearing that oven mitten suit. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Oven mitten suit. From the, uh, from the thing. <laughs> yeah. From the game. Um, he's attacked by Doc Ock, who strong arms him into <laughs> going to New York. Strong. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Spider-Man's a fun scene with Do- with Tony Stark. Um, basically, Stark is like, I'm going to acquire Parker Industries. Like, we should make this merger happen. And, Sp- and Pete's like, sure, stop making weapons. And he's like, oh, I don't like you. It's a great scene. I love it. Uh, of course, Mary Jane left to, well, she went to Portland, Oregon with the kids, which right. is a real Zdorowski thing because, like, he <laughs> recognizes continuity. In the 90s, in the Clone Saga, Spider-Man and Mary Jane... Uh, her plan was when she was pregnant she was going to move to Portland Pete got a scientific like a science job and so moved to Portland, Oregon right, it's actually in there how neat Um, so anyway that's where she moved she took the twins and she went to Portland okay Uh, Pete's still Spider-Man but he's tired and he doesn't want to do it anymore you know Uh, Doc Ock is tearing up the city trying to get Pete to come out is he also old yeah doc ock's very old nice they also i think it's in between the it's in, it's between the pages or between the issues but like doc ock went out with aunt may aunt may dumped him um which is a homage to the old story where uh, aunt may almost married doc ock which right. actually did happen in continuity um aunt may is dead uh because it's 10 years after the last one um and uh doc ock basically gets the upper hand he straps ben riley and peter <laughs> parker and then when he does the he does the test results, oh no, there was a switcheroo. One was the real, you know, the Peter we've been following for the last issue or two is actually the clone, and Ben Riley is the real one. Oh, which is the which is a clone saga. Thing. Right, right, right. So right. Ben Riley freaks out. He I'm frees surprised himself. he did it. I know he freaks out, uh, and uh, Harry Osborn's also there because Harry's part of the whole cloning thing, and he's been working with uh, with Doc Ock. Okay, but uh, when Doc Ock is going to kill. Uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's going to kill Ben Riley, I should say. Uh, Harry jumps to protect Peter. Sure. And he is impaled and killed by Doc Ock. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, saves Ben. Uh, you know, says goodbye to, to Harry, which is another 90s thing. Harry died in the 90s. Oh. Got me. Uh, and then basically Peter says like, Ben, since you're the real one, you can have it. You can have, you get you get my company you get my Spider-Man stuff, so long. So, okay. S- same thing that happened in the nineties. Right, right. Out. But so like, so Ben Riley was the one who. Ben Riley was a photographer in Chicago. He was actually the real Spider-Man. Right. So, but the real Ben Riley then was the one who like didn't like make the right choices with with uh, Aunt May. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, that's kind of good then. Well, so he gives Spider-Man his like stuff. You know, he gives Ben his stuff. Mm-hmm. Then he calls up his ex-girlfriend. Well, I think in the earlier part of the story, he was dating her, but Jessica Jones. Peter, yeah. after Mary Jane divorces him, he starts dating Jessica Jones. Wait, Peter does or Ben does? Peter does. Ben's not in the story. Forget about that. <laughs> the story's about Peter. <laughs> I just want to know who... who, who, who like... Ben is in Chicago. He didn't... Like, he's, he's now in New York and he's going to replace Peter. But okay. Like, so, Peter was dating Jess. He disappeared for a week during the Doc Ock ben riley like fiasco uh-huh. so so jessica jones is like we're, we're over our relationship's done he's like that's fair anyway like i need you to tell me where he is uh so jessica jones reveals the location of norman osborne oh norman osborne's living in like a secret bunker in a garage uh and he's just a he's just a doddering old man who reveals not to to peter's to peter's total lack of surprise that like he manipulated the test results to try and make him feel crazy. And actually, there was no switcheroo. That Ben Riley is has is and always has been the clone. Peter's the real one, and Peter just doesn't want to be Peter anymore. Oh, and he's he like, wants you to can have it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he like lets Ben believe the lie, and so they have this back and forth. Uh, 
you know, Osborne basically is like, oh, well, if that didn't work out, fine. I'll like, I'll manipulate you some other way. Maybe I'll get my, my, my idiot son, Harry, to do this, that, and the other thing. And he goes, oh my God, Norman, you don't even know that your son is dead. And then Norman like freaks out, sends the goblin glider to attack Peter. Peter's like, I'm too old. Like, I, I've, we've done this so many times. Yeah. Crush the glider. And then Osborne just has a heart attack and dies in his arms. Oh. And then Peter goes to Portland, embraces children, gets back together with Mary Jane, and just gives the hell up. So Ben Riley's going to take over for the next issue in the 2000s. Wow. Maybe. Unless he's like, nope, I gotta. But I think the idea here is that Peter Parker, the real Peter Parker in the, in the life was story. Was always the real Peter Parker. Yeah. And okay. he's like, I'm out. So he gets a happy ever. He gets a happily ever after. That's really sweet. Yeah. You're like, so, still not, you know, great power and great responsibility. Screw that. He's in his, like, he's in his 50s. So. <laughs> he still's got power. Still he does. He does, yeah. But uh, it's great. It's just, it was, it's just, it's cool. It's way less action-packed than before. Okay. But, like, the art is great. Drawing these characters as old people, seeing, like, old Norman and his, like, in a sinister grin. So yeah. cool. It just really worked out. This is a sleeper hit you gotta read the series pick up one two three and four um you'll love it i, I like if you're a spider-man fan you're gonna love it That's look awesome. look for the references because they're everywhere so that happened and that was pretty great um Psylords, number one is a book you can have if you use the hashtag Psylords pop in the chat right now so yeah uh, do we want to review or do we just want to give it away up to you yeah i mean like Psylords, Cy- the book from fred van lente with art by um renato renato guedes that's right if you haven't seen it uh we actually did a little like a re- uh, little video giving you a rundown of who the Psylords are so yeah you can check that out as but well. the art is enhanced pencils so oh that makes cool. sense it's enhanced pencils yeah it has a very like uh G- gabriel delato kind of like photo real look to it yeah you know the characters are hyper real um yes but the concept is simply that like there are these four characters who are in what what appears to be a supermax they are all connected in some clandestine way where they've all been experimented on Mm -hmm. they all have unique powers and abilities of course that uh they can use to free themselves which in fact they do they all have very distinct personalities they come together uh there's a voice in their head that's telling them that they're gods Mm mm-hmm and, and and galvanizing them to free themselves from their prison, uh, which they do. Uh, yes. They then find the source of the voice that's in their heads, who is an old man. Yes. Who then basically says, I'm dying, and I don't have enough time to tell you your whole your whole origin. Yes. Like I promised. Uh, but you know But you, you gotta find out. But if you, you but if you stick together, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Goodbye. And then he dies. Yeah. And then they... and there's way more to it. That was. But that's a quick and dirty version of what. Yeah, Silo's it reminds like. me of a like, uh, more modern, little more like, um, anchored, edgier Eternals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, it felt like, like again, like like a like a a a, bo- a team book about characters who get their powers from the same source. So it's like it feels like a Gen thirteen, but like. Not, oh, see, but not like teenage themed. You know, like an adult, mature, more like a Team Seven, right, or, right, right, or something to that effect. Uh, it, it, the characters all have. It feels like Firefly meets Team Seven. Okay. 
Okay. Now, I definitely got, like, more of the eternal, like, kind of thing, especially because there is space involved. There's definitely some cosmic going on mm-hmm. here. Yeah, um, and they're special for a very specific reason. Yes. So, yeah. 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 It's neat. I'd check it out. Yeah. You know? It's it's cool. The art's fun. Um, this was I, more up my alley than Bloodshot was. Right. Well, that's that doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. I think if I were to pick between them, I'd go I'd go more Bloodshot. But, like, okay. this, is, this is cool. The premise is solid, and... The art is nuts. Yes. Ooh, but you can get this beautiful metal cover that uh, no one else has anywhere by, uh, you know, by using the hashtag, Silo's Pop. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up pretty soon, so I guess I, our I, mod... I have to stop doing that, Dan, I know, so I know. it's not good. No, but uh, <laughs> our, our, our mod should be selecting the winner anytime uh, within the next couple of minutes. Yes. So. Did you have any other books to talk about I while that's, that's happening? I think that's kind of it. Right? I mean, like, those are kind of all the books that we read that we want to talk about. I guess we can recommend some books that are coming out this week. Um, sure. Did you do that? Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Right? Uh, before we do, I want to thank everybody for being here and for participating in this contest. It's the first time we've ever done a giveaway on this channel, and I'm really, really happy that it's, like, going so well, that people are interested. We did other giveaways. On this on this show? Uh, not on the show. You said the channel. That's true. That's true. You said the channel. Um, I gotta recommend a couple of books. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 21 comes out. I know oh, it's second printing. I'm sorry. Um, Daredevil number seven comes out from Chip Zdarsky. This is the other Zdarsky book that everybody should be reading. Uh, it's just really cool. The, if you love Spider-Man, if you love Punisher, if you love Daredevil lore, you're gonna love this book. So mm, definitely check know. it out. Um, I was going to say Aquaman number 49. I want to give a shout out to that because our pal Victor Bogdanovic is working on that and he is killing it. I tweeted today because he showed us one of his like drawn, digitally drawn. It's digitally drawn. That's what blows my mind. Yeah. Is he's digitally drawing these pages, but they look like they are like made with charcoal and it's just so good. It has like the shark mother or the mother shark or whatever mm-hmm. and Aquaman. And I was like, oh, so yeah, I'm going I'm to check that out because he is just doing such a great job with that book. It's right up his alley. Yeah. Um, on, oh, uh, on Twitter, I mentioned that I finally came up with a Spider-Man pitch. Uh-huh. Like I, I've always been kind of like, and if anybody's like, what's your Spider-Man pitch? I'm like, I don't really have one. I'm too close to the character, but I finally came up with one. Yeah. If I ever were to like put together a pitch, Victor Bogdanovic is my pick for the artist. Oh, that would be incredible. I agree. Because I would love to see Vic on Spider-Man. Yes. Dude can draw action and he can draw humans. And that's what Spider-Man is. Yes. So like you, <laughs> somebody uh, mentioned the artist, for, the artist for Garth Kirby and the Cook with the Gods. That's right. The same Victor Bogdanovic that did the award-winning, not award-winning, uh, much celebrated, not celebrated at all, uh, yeah. By the way, independent comic Gar- Garth Kirby. When I tweeted it out, I was just literally like, I yeah, want to support like, him, great. but I really wanted to like I, this. This image is just beautiful, and I want him to make a poster of it. And he is thinking about making prints yeah. of some of the work. And I was like, yes, do that, do it. But he also was like, we got to work on Garth Kirby issue two. I agree. I, like, I would love to see Garth Kirby issue two. I was like, well, how cool that he still. Yeah, he still know, likes it. He still like has a has a torch. Has a, has a, has a, his first book. Yeah. Uh, I got one more book to recommend before, right. and also our mod Danielle has decided that there is a I winner. I see that. I'm sure she um, sent it over to you. Yeah. So when we wrap up, I'll uh, we'll we'll make the announcement. Oh man, Savage Sword of Conan is coming out. Yeah. So I'll be picking that up. Mm-hmm. But there uh, is. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I feel like I've been having a drought of things that like I've been following or I'm missing them. I can't tell anymore. Yeah. Can't even tell anymore. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, the book I have to recommend that's coming out next week 
is Superman Year One from Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. Oh Lovely. my God! Is it coming out next week? It's coming out or next, this week? It's coming out this Wednesday. This the nineteenth, June nineteenth. June nineteenth. Check it out. Oh my God! Uh, it's gonna be massive, and arguably it's gonna be neat. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Not because really? like I love Frank Miller, but more because like I can't wait to see what the hell this is gonna oh, be. Oh, I know, I know. I'm, I can't I'm wait. Very excited to see this. Also, um, you gotta, dude. Um, friggin', you know, no Brian Azzarello. It's just, it's just Frank. Yeah, so it's working with his favorite collaborator. If you liked our discussion slash review of Dark Knight, uh, The Last Crusade, you know, you might, uh, you might like it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. For that. I know. So um, that's coming out. I also want to point out the fact that Silver Surfer Black went back for a second printing. Wow. With a spoiler variant cover. Ooh. Oh, that's probably null. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it went back. That's so amazing. I thought that's, I thought that was interesting. Um, also, oh, if you have any more, let me know. No, did we'll you mention this. Justice League? I did I not. You've been following that. I have been, yeah. Um, Justice League number 26? Six. Six is coming out. Nice. Um, so there you go. Also, yeah. Batman and the Flash, a trade paperback? Didn't they already do that? Uh, no, they made a hardcover of the button. Oh, okay. Well, the button is uh, coming out uh, in trade if you were looking to pick that up. Yes, if you'd like that holy and important and necessary series, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Scoro says, I uh, read the first two pages of my friend's copy and I was already dis- disappointed. I hope this, his Walmart Batman reprints aren't as bad as this. I haven't read them because been, it's been hard to find. What, uh, what are we talking about? Bendis' Batman. Oh, thank you. Um, and <laughs> Bendis' Event Leviathan. Yeah, don't yes. waste your time. That's uh, totally fair. Yeah. Braden Peterson says, uh, with the success of Spider-Man Life Story, do you think we'll get more life stories using other prominent characters? Maybe. I think that they should only do that if the, the creator has a story pitch and not because they want to keep the line running because that's when things go awry. Exactly. Joe D, Tiff should totally do bunny bats on bad issues. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Emperor's Venetians says, first live show in a while because I've been in France teaching kayaking since February. That's a, an that. amazing sentence. Yeah. Uh, but finally home now. Love you guys. The Compop team is awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I agree with you. Uh, and Sean Baroden says, haven't read Daredevil before. Should I read the new number one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, read it. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Read it. It's great. And uh, it's a neat little, like, new perspective. Just all you need to know is that Daredevil hurt himself very badly in the last run. Yeah, otherwise you're good. Um, just a couple things from Image real quick. Yeah. Um, Monstrous number 23, so my Monstrous fans, Monstrous fans, um, number 23 is coming up. Middle West number 8 and Gideon Falls number 14. Just mm. keeping you guys, like, current. It's weird. It's weird when Image doesn't have a new number one coming out. No, it I'm is, like, yeah. oh, okay. Right. Well, uh, so here we go. Uh, congratulations to this fine person in our chat. Uh, by the way, um, email me your information. Uh, I guess how do I even how does he even do that? Is it at the is it in the about section? Yeah, it's in the about section. Um, well, I'm thinking about how to how do I reach him? But like, can yeah. you DM? Do no, you, know? you can't contact anybody through YouTube. I'm in on Twitter. Going. Oh, on Twitter you can. Yeah. Let's find out if this person has Twitter and or. Uh, Instagram. Yes. And if so, you just direct message Sal. That's right. Uh, but yeah, listen. And if not, then we're going to have to take a couple more steps here. Yeah, I know. But uh, <laughs> before we go, uh, before we make the announcement, I want to say thank you everybody for watching this show, for participating, for being uh, so incredibly supportive and, uh, you know, participatory in this show. It was a lot of fun to do this. 
And uh, we really, really appreciate it. Of course, if you want to see more, uh, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, hit the bell for notifications. And if you want to enhance your comic pop experience, go to patreon.com slash comic pop to get more behind the scenes info and uh, access to more stuff here on this channel. Uh, so uh, congratulations to, drum roll please, uh, the Fifth Horseman 23. Fifth Horseman 23, you are now the owner. I no longer own this. This is yours now. I'm manhandling your, your comic. Yes, but what we'll do is we're going to put it back into its original slipcase. Oh, we're okay. going to put it into a packaging and then mail it off to you uh, just as soon as we find out. Oh, the winner is me, by the way, says Danielle. <laughs> oh, congratulations to Danielle. No, uh, congratulations, Fifth Horseman 23, for participating and for, uh, you know, winning this thing. Also, I want to thank everybody else in the chat who was awesome enough to to try and maybe we'll do this more in the future let us know uh so congratulations fifth horseman 23 you're the man and you're now an owner of this Psylords comic you should know if my hair is in there <laughs> <laughs> it's not so uh actually fifth horseman if you could contact danielle directly maybe that works out i don't know oh, hey they're in the chat right now i see so I see. if you all if you have twitter if you have twitter uh dm me but more uh on sal says what but email me actually you can email yeah sal at comicpop.net it's not a big uh, surprise. No, a you can find it. But yeah, sal at comicpop.net. Email me and I'll uh, I'll get your information, your digits. I'll mail this over to you. Hopefully you live in the continental United States. That'll be great. If not, well, I'll still mail it to you. But uh, yeah, I see you tweet at me often. That's right. Yeah, I recognize the name. All right, tweet at me. Uh, tweet at me DM. so that I can DM you. I think my DMs are open, but if they're not, just tweet at me and say, hey, it's me. And then I'll, I'll send you a DM and you can, we'll reciprocate. So, thank you all so much. Congratulations. I think this was a rousing success. It really worked out. I think so, too. And yeah. I got to do this. You did. You did. We need so, more things that we can do this with. We'll have to do this again sometime. I think that'd be fun. Uh, we actually have a number of trade paperbacks that we would like to give away to people on this channel. Uh, so maybe next week I'll do a trade paperback giveaway. Who Woo! knows? So, keep an eye out. We'll see you guys then. Of course, I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for watching.